Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are talking about episodes 169, 170, and 171 of Lore Olympus by the amazing Rachel Smythe, aka Used Band-Aid. If you would like to support this incredible webtoon creator, there are many ways to do it. First of all, you can get Lore Olympus in print. As a graphic novel, you can physically go to a Barnes and Noble and buy it. You can also go to www.loreolympusbooks.com, which is a link that I have left in the description box of this podcast episode. I cannot emphasize enough how wonderful it is to have Lore Olympus in print. And you can also go to Hot Topic and get yourself some Lore Olympus merch. I've left the link to that in the description box below. And You can get a Team Persephone shirt. Maybe you didn't know that, but you can. I've left the link for that as well. And I've also left the link to Rachel's social media pages. So please check those out. Support the creator of this webtoon that we love to analyze, that we love to theorize about, that we love to discuss. If you find yourself enjoying this episode of the podcast, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. The link to that is in the description box of this podcast episode. There are many perks that come with the cinnamon roll tier, which is $1 per month, but the biggest perk of all, at least in my opinion, is early access to podcast episodes. Over on Patreon, we are several episodes ahead, so join us. We would love to have you. The next podcast episode that analyzes Lore Olympus is already up on Patreon, so check it out. And now our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Lorton, Pikesville, Praga, Oceanside, San Antonio, and Shelbyville. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening to the podcast, especially people in Lorton. (laughs) I don't know what happened to you in the last seven days, but thank you. It's probably like a small group of people who listen to a lot of episodes at once, but know that I appreciate you. I see you and I respect you and I thank you. All right, let's talk about some Lore Olympus. Lore Olympus episode 169, Run for Your Life, part four. Here is a summary. Thanatos and Daphne have a heart-to-heart and decide to be in an exclusive relationship. During her day, Daphne encounters Apollo, who is immediately struck by an arrow of hate. We start the episode with Daphne and Thanatos together. Once again, I have to say that they're so cute. I ship them so hard. It's funny how much they mirror Hades and Persephone. One is a god of death, the other is all flowers and pink. The biggest difference is status, because Hades is a king, and Persephone is a goddess in her own right, while Daphne is a nymph, and Thanatos is a god of death. So I feel like there's a little bit of a difference there when you compare the two couples. But yeah, I think Daphne and Thanatos are super cute. I even like how Daphne wants him to skip work for the day just so they can spend more time together. It's really relatable and adorable. So Daphne asks what it's like to be a god of death. 
and Thanatos tells her it's okay, but you know, it varies. I kind of inferred that no death is exactly the same. He talks about quiet ones and not so quiet ones and sad ones. They're not all the same. And this really reminded me of something in Laurel Olympus history going back to episode 27. This is when Persephone is on that phone call with Hades. I bring it up a lot on the podcast. I really, really love that moment, that vulnerable conversation that they had. And in this episode, Persephone asks, did you get to choose your job? In episode 27, she asks if he got to choose his job. So that really reminds me of Daphne asking if he likes his job and trying to get to know each other better. Also, all of this Daphne asking questions about death, whether it's painful and all that, is some serious foreshadowing of what's to come. So after a while, Thanatos is like, what's with all these death questions? (laughs) And she explains that she's a little more morbid than what others would expect. Yeah, like they see a pink flower nymph, you don't expect her to be morbid and curious about death at all. But this also made me think of that same conversation where they talk about Persephone being more melancholy than others would expect. It's another parallel. In episode 26, Hades said to Persephone, you're not just run-of-the-mill sad, you're melancholic. So there's a little bit of these two pink beings define your expectations. You think they're just going to be happy and bubbly all the time, but that's not the case. So that's another parallel. Then Thanatos asks Daphne, what are we? (laughs) He's so embarrassed about it. And there it is. That's the define the relationship conversation. What are we? What do we call each other? If someone were to ask what we were, like, what would we say? It's that conversation. I definitely had one of those. I think I talked about it on the podcast long ago, how one of my friends, shout out to Amelia, wherever you are, one of my friends went over to my now husband's house. But back then, of course, he wasn't my husband. We were just friends. And she like knocked on his window and was like, what are you guys? Do you like her or not? Because she's just sitting back at home wondering if you like her. Do you like her? (laughs) You have to tell her if you like her. Once again, thank you, Amelia. That was really helpful. Shortly after we started dating, that was helpful. So now Thanatos wants to know. He wants to know what they are. And no one wants to be the one to answer the question first. Daphne answers his question with a question. What would you like us to be? (laughs) He's like, what would you like us? She's like, no, 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 no. I asked first. It's very cute. So Thanatos finally says that he would like to be exclusively dating in a relationship, which I love. That makes my heart soar. Oh, it's so sweet. And Daphne says yes. And Thanatos seems shocked because he asks, really? Two times, (laughs) not just once, twice. Why do you guys think he was so shocked? Is it because you know, his last crush, or at least his last makeout buddy, was Minth. So maybe he's used to being treated poorly. If he were to say to Minth, I want to exclusively date in a relationship, I don't think her response would be yes. I think she would make fun of him. She would be snarky. Remember, they were in snarky chat together. That's what he's used to. So Daphne must be a breath of fresh air. And then they kiss. So our ship is sailing. <laughs> For all of us who love Daphne and Thanatos together, which I think is a pretty big group of people. I'm not sure if everyone ships them, but I certainly do. 
And you just can't even get that excited about the ship sailing because you know deep in your soul that something bad is going to happen. Did you feel that way when you read this episode? Like, yay, they're kissing. And like, you want to take a screenshot and it's so cute. But at the same time, you're like, uh, uh, this is going to be bad. This is going to hurt, isn't it? So they agree to meet up again at 9 p.m. And they say goodbye to each other a million times. They're like, bye, 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 bye. (laughs) It reminds me of that moment in a movie or a TV show. You know what I'm talking about, where a couple talks on the phone and they keep saying, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you. (laughs) Daphne and Thanatos are super in love, or at least on their way to being super in love, definitely infatuated with each other. Here's a comment um, that was left on this episode of the Webtoon that I found really interesting. It's from Monochrome Mosaic, and they said, Thanatos is going to have to come to terms with the fact that he's in love with a flower nymph, and yet he turned Persephone in for reacting to slash protecting the flower nymphs being killed. I think we're going to see his perspective shift when Daphne is the one in danger. I find that so compelling. I never thought about it that way, that he is falling hard for a flower nymph. And all Persephone was trying to do in her act of wrath, and I put that in air quotes because, you know, he painted a different picture than what actually happened. I just feel like he's going to learn that that act of wrath was just to protect her. It was to protect nymphs like Daphne. So speaking of Daphne, she's on her own now. She reunites with other nymphs. She honestly seems to be having a great day, just checking everything off on her agenda, catching up with everybody. And she's having such a good time that you just know something bad is going to happen. She pulls out the gift that Thanatos got her, and it's a clip for her hair, which really reminds me, once again, another parallel. It reminds me of the sparkly hair comb that Hades gave Persephone back in episode 42. I always remember episode 42 as the one where Hades had a lot of internal moaning going on. (laughs) So here's where this episode gets a little scary. Daphne is all alone when Apollo approaches and he immediately gets struck with a white arrow. It just goes right through him. So now we have to do a little bit of arrow refresh. I think this is really important just to refresh our arrows really quickly. So in episode 146, Eros shows Psyche slash Ampelus all of his arrows. The regular arrows are pink like him. The arrow for basic sexual attraction is dark red, definitely red. The slow burn arrow is black. His arrow of true love also looks pink, pink pinkish. And then Psyche asks what the white arrow is. The white arrow is the one that stands out. And Eros's answer is that it's the arrow of hate. His explanation is really important, so I'm going to read it to you. The mortals say that they are tipped with lead. Once someone is shot with one, those who gaze upon them will hate them. Honestly, all they do is reveal the target's true nature. So that's what the arrow of hate does. And Apollo has been struck by it, which will make Daphne hate him because she'll see his true nature. So Daphne immediately reacts. She's crying. She's trembling. And Apollo sees 
that it was Psyche who shot him. And that is the end of the episode. What a cliffhanger. A comment that made me laugh and is very specific comment <laughs> from just a cool dude who commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. So some of you right away might know what that means and some of you might not. And it's a thing on TikTok. It's a song that people use in videos all the time on TikTok, especially when things go wrong. If someone falls down, if something falls apart, you use the song that goes, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And why did I do like a deep dive on the history of this song, which actually comes from a band like 50 years ago, and they were called the Shangri-Las, and the song is Remember Walking in the Sand. And here is what it sounded like in its original form. So when you're on TikTok, it's common to hear a sped up version of this and the song starts normally. And by the time you hit the, oh no, oh no, 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 no. By the time you hit that point, that's usually when the bad thing happens. And so on TikTok, it sounds like this. So when I saw that comment and that said, oh no, that's what I heard in my head. And it makes so much sense because this is bad. This is so bad. This is not good. And I would have to say that my takeaway from this episode is that there are several parallels between Thanatos and Daphne and Hades and Persephone. Just like Persephone, Daphne's pursued by Apollo, even though she wants nothing to do with him. So my question for you to ponder as we head into a short musical interlude is, why? Why see all these parallels between Daphne and Persephone? What do you think? In the meantime, we'll be right back. Episode 170 is called Run for Your Life Part 5. Here's a summary. After Psyche and Eros kiss, she decides she needs some time alone. After spotting Artemis and Apollo in the distance, Psyche fires off the arrow of hate in hopes of helping Artemis see the truth about her brother. Unfortunately, Daphne is the one to see him. Eros intervenes to protect Amplis and realizes Amplis is Psyche. Daphne bites Apollo and makes a run for it. In the narrative, we go back a little in time and see Psyche and Eros kissing again. And I am not complaining. I love them kissing. But poor Psyche here. <laughs> She's the one who breaks the kiss and there are tears filling her eyes 
and she says, Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> That was literally what Psyche said after stopping the kiss. And I'm wondering if the creator, Rachel, did that on purpose. Was she singing the TikTok theme in her head or is this, this is just a coincidence? Very curious about that. Anyway, Psyche asks for some time to herself. She's pretty shaken. And when she goes off alone, she starts sobbing at the realization that Eros will never recognize her. And it makes her feel super conflicted. It's kind of like he cheated on her with her. And that would be confusing, right? Like imagine if you put on a disguise and you were totally unrecognizable to your partner, the love of your life, and then they started to fall in love with you while you're wearing this disguise. <laughs> in a way, it would be totally reassuring. Like, they love you even without knowing it's you. And on the other hand, you're like, why are you cheating? <laughs> why are you cheating though? Why are you falling in love with other people that aren't me? <laughs> At least other people you don't think are me. That is Psyche's dilemma. Just when she feels like she's reached the end of her rope, she spots Artemis and Apollo in the distance. She remembers the arrow of hate in this moment. And we get a good refresher here. We get some arrow refresh again. <laughs> and she decides that this is the best way to help Artemis see the truth about her brother. If she times it just right, timing is everything. And unfortunately, you know, Psyche does not have timing down. <laughs> it's, it's tough because after that arrow leaves Psyche's bow, it just all spirals out of control. Artemis turns in a different direction, and as we know, Daphne pops up out of nowhere, and wow, the face Daphne makes, it's like her brain short-circuited. Look at that panel again, and tell me her brain did not just short-circuit for a second when she looked at him and registered. Yeah. Later, Eros is going to say that it can be really overwhelming because it's for mortals, not for gods, this arrow of hate that reveals the true nature of someone. Yeah, uh, the true nature of a god is truly overwhelming and you can see how overwhelmed Daphne is in that panel. So now Apollo yells at Psyche, you know, he's asking, what is this? What is this arrow? And she tells him the truth. She tells him that it's an arrow of hate. And there's a panel where we need to pay special attention because the arrow protruding out of Apollo's chest. If you look closely, it tears Psyche's shirt and there's blood there. I see red blood. She definitely bled. This is important because I don't think I caught this on my first read and people pointed it out to me. I was like, oof, I should have caught that. <laughs> so Eros rains down many more arrows. He's just shooting a bunch of arrows rapid fire at Apollo. I counted 17 arrows protruding out of Apollo's back. Astral Distress commented on this episode of the webtoon and asked, what were the other arrows? Does anyone know? We know the white lead-tipped arrows were the arrows of hate, but do the golden ones slash others have different implications other than just destroying him? I'm curious about that too. Do any of you have theories about that? What 
does a golden arrow mean? Is that just, because it's not one of his basic arrows. We saw that. We saw that Apollo's regular arrows are pink. So I wonder if the golden ones are anything specific. Valor Doth Lives called Apollo a golden porcupine in the comments. And I thought that was funny and fitting. So once again, we really need to remember that Psyche was struck by the arrow of hate too. Like it pierced her shallowly, but it did pierce her and it made her bleed. You can see it in two different panels. So that means it should reveal her true nature. Can I just say that Eros looming behind Apollo is very scary. It reminds me of that moment all the way back in episode 14. This was when Eros saved Psyche in the mortal world, and the mortals were calling him a monster in that episode. And then when someone asks, who are you? Eros says, the ugliest creature you've ever seen. And yeah, he has the same vibes here. Eros can be very scary when he wants to be. So while Eros and Apollo fight, Psyche returns to her former self. Ampelus is no more. Eros sees it. He calls her name. He starts to cry. I love Psyche's line where she says, can you see me? Can you really see me? It just resonates. I don't know. Sometimes I'm going to go deep for a second, but sometimes in life, you can just feel like no one sees you. No one gets you. No one truly appreciates or sees your potential. I don't know. I struggle with that a lot. And even though that's not exactly what Psyche means here, it just resonated with me so much. And I really love that line. It's one of my favorite lines in all of Lore Olympus. And I had to cosplay this exact moment because it resonated with me so much. And I put it on my Instagram a couple months ago, which is at Girl Wonder Podcast, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, that's my Instagram. Please interact with me over there. And yeah, I was just really touched and blown away by all of the kind comments on my first cosplay ever. Thank you all so much. You are all the best. I really had fun with that. So Apollo returns to Daphne, who is just not doing well. You know, that's kind of an understatement. Daphne almost looks like she's grown feathers all over. You know, her hair, her arms, they all look like feathers. And I could tell right away that this is a response to stress. Amy Ford, who commented on this episode of the webtoon, really elaborated on that by saying, Daphne is losing control of her form, hair into leaves, at seeing Apollo the way Minth did in the shower post-breakup, turning muddy at the edges. I am fascinated at how the nymphs are portrayed when they are under trauma. I agree with that. And it's not just the nymphs. We've seen Persephone have her own reaction to trauma, to stress, to fear. You know, I love these little transformations, these visual cues that something else is brewing inside the emotions of these characters. I think it's pretty incredible how that's portrayed. So Apollo tries to calm Daphne down, but Daphne will not calm down. She says, I know what you did. Brooke Sears commented and said, why am I not surprised that Apollo's immediate action is to gaslight the women around him into not believing what they're quite literally seeing in front of them? I think that's really well said. 
This is Apollo's MO. This is his mode of operation. This is how he walks through life. And so Daphne resorts to biting him and she draws blood. So she bit him pretty hard and she runs away. And Eros and Psyche chase after them. And that's the end of the episode. So my takeaway from this episode is to read this comic carefully. Read it carefully. Read it more than once. (laughs) That is seriously my takeaway because I nearly missed the reason why Amplis turned back into Psyche. I even put up a poll in my Instagram stories asking people why they thought she transformed. And I feel like there were a chunk of us who missed it. And it is quite obviously there. I just, I think I was too excited and I was scrolling and I was scrolling. (laughs) But it's there. She definitely got pierced by that arrow that was protruding out of Apollo's chest. So that was my takeaway from this episode. We'll be right back after this short musical interlude to talk about the last part in the Run For Your Life arc, where Daphne makes a difficult choice. We'll be right back. Episode 171, Run For Your Life, Part 6. Here is a summary. Apollo searches for Daphne in the woods. She threatens to tell everyone what he did to Persephone. Eros gets hit by one of his own arrows, and Daphne runs to Demeter's sacred ground, where Thanatos finds her later, well after 9 p.m. Eros and Psyche are looking desperately for where Daphne ran off to, and they can't find Daphne or Apollo anywhere, especially because they disappeared into the woods. And that's where we find Apollo lurking. He's also looking for Daphne, and he's really close by. And did any of you catch where Apollo tries to get her to come out of hiding by saying, this is a safe space? Yeah. He literally said, this is a safe space. It's laughable. It's the kind of laughable where you can't really laugh, but it is. It's just like, what? No space where Apollo is, is a safe space. So as she makes a run for it, she tells him that there's nothing he could say to make her even consider hearing him out because she knows. She knows what he did to Persephone and she's going to tell everyone. To be honest, Apollo's reaction really scared me. He says, well, gosh, Daphne, I'm so hurt to hear you say that. It was just such a mild response and not a fearful one from him that it came off as really terrifying. It came off as if he wasn't threatened at all, that she holds no power over him at all. He's just not scared. So that's when he starts to glow really brightly. Psyche uses that source of light to aim and hit him with another arrow. And this arrow doesn't seem to hurt him at all. He throws it back at Eros, which makes his shoulder, Eros's shoulder and arm, really veiny. I notice that the arrow is black, but I, I don't think it's the slow burn arrow, which is also black. It must be something else. Then again, 
The first thing Eros says after he's struck in that shoulder is it burns, but still, probably he didn't mean it burned like that. I think it's different. So Apollo thinks this is a good time to bring up their date and how Daphne left in the middle of it. He's just so scary here. I kept writing in my notes, scary, scary. I think it's because he knows Daphne is just a nymph and he's a god. And he's a very powerful, like, A-list god. So that means their dynamics, their power balance is completely off. He knows that he can destroy her. And he takes out his lyre and starts singing. That's how comfortable he is in the situation. I don't enjoy how much glee and joy he is getting out of this, out of a woman screaming and terrified. He's enjoying it. He's like, why don't I just sing right now? just so scary and creepy, right? So Daphne continues to call him out as he's singing his lyrics to his terrible song, just to taunt her with. She is saying everything that he did to Persephone. And then Apollo finally says, what a shame that you feel that way. I'm really going to miss you. So yeah, he definitely made up his mind to kill her. Daphne knows it, and her plan is to make it back to Demeter's sacred ground to hibernate. And I think that's a pretty good plan. I guess when a flower nymph is in hibernation on Demeter's sacred ground, nothing can hurt her. And that's a good plan, better than Apollo destroying you and killing you in this moment. And apparently, Demeter can turn her back. So if Demeter can, I think Persephone can too. Did you wonder that too in that moment? If Demeter can do it, Persephone can probably do it. So Daphne thinks to herself, it'll be a couple of days wait, tops. And that sentence made me feel like it will not be a couple of days. (laughs) When someone's like, oh, it'll be an hour, tops, in any kind of story, you're like, no, no, that's going to take 50 years. So I'm a little nervous about how long it's going to be. It's definitely not going to be a couple of days. But I do approve of Daphne's plan. And it made me so sad when she thinks to herself, Thanatos, I'm so sorry. It's tough because none of this is her fault. It's not like she did something wrong and these are the consequences of her actions. It just, it's hard. So cut to Thanatos smiling goofily, carrying some pretty pink flowers for her. My heart, (laughs) that hurt my heart. And he waits for Daphne, just like they said they would do for each other. He waits for a long time. Night falls, but then, you know, right before he gives up, we see a blue nymph come and get him. And that's Echo, right? In her mortal clothing. And she brings him to Daphne and we see her in her hibernation stage, holding up the hairpin that he gave her that day. And she's looking at it and she's smiling. And that's the end of the episode. That expression on her face. I mean, I think Thanatos was the last thing on her mind. She was thinking, I made it. I'm safe. And Thanatos will know how I feel about him. I haven't abandoned him. And Apollo's not going to get me now. That smile, it just reinforces for me. How incredibly strong Daphne is. Something about that expression. I already liked her character, but it really made me love her character, her resolve, and her bravery. And I'm not the only one. Ethereal Lament commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, That barrette and smile on her face feels like major signs of hope. I know Demeter is trapped right now, 
but I think Rachel is giving us hope that Daphne will eventually be saved. I 100% agree with this. Feared Bunny commented and said, Oh, this broke me. The hairpin. Sometimes when a trauma is too great and you disassociate, you focus on a single thought or tune or image and project your being into it while things happen to your physical self. And that is what Daphne is doing. You know Thanatos is her thought, and she keeps her eyes on his gift as she goes still. I can't stop crying. That comment really made me think of Persephone. Did it make you think of Persephone just now? How she had to disassociate herself and go somewhere else in her mind where she could be safe? Back when those terrible things were happening with Apollo? So once again, there are some parallels here. So my takeaway from this episode is that Apollo is a narcissistic tyrant, would-be murderer, who may never in his mortal life admit what he did to Persephone. At this point, I would not be surprised if he never admitted it. You know, we reached the end of this comic and Apollo never said that he did it because he has deluded himself for so long. I think if he were to admit it, it would break him in a way where I'm saying like he would cease to function. His brain couldn't handle it. Because I think he knows he did something bad to her. He knows what he did. But at the same time, he's lied so much that he's even convinced himself of the lie. And so it's like he's living two realities at once, if that makes any sense at all. (laughs) That's just kind of where his psychology is for me, where if he were to admit it, then he would have to face the fact that he's wrong. This narcissist would have to admit that he did something wrong. And I think that would break him. And maybe he needs to be broken and feel that for him to actually change. Or maybe he'll never admit it and never change, but he'll face some serious, serious consequences. It could really go either way. But at the end of the day, we can all agree that Apollo is very delusional. And I'm wondering now if we'll ever see a face-off between Apollo and Thanatos. Thanatos is going to figure out at some point that this is all Apollo's fault. Yes, Psyche, she aimed and pointed the arrow. Yes, Eros was there. But whose fault is this really that Daphne had to go through this? 100% Apollo. He was trying to murder her. And so when Thanatos finds out that Apollo tried to murder her, I wonder what his reaction would be. What do you think? Okay, everyone, that was Lore Olympus, episodes 169, 170, and 171. Thank you so much for joining me in this breakdown of these episodes. We've finished the Run for Your Life arc, which was so full of twists and turns and drama. And now we know who is not returning to Olympus. Poor Daphne. Join me next time I talk about Lore Olympus, where we discuss the new arc, where Persephone's trial begins, the long-awaited trial, and Demeter and Persephone finally reunite, we will discuss several theories as to why Persephone's eyes go red. I need to talk to you about that. And we have to talk about the moment where Hades slips up and calls Persephone his wife. You know what? We'll just talk about it soon. Join me next time we talk about Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe. And if you can't wait, the next podcast episode about Lore Olympus is already up on Patreon talking about all of these things. Okay, let's wrap this up. 
Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, but here is a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Ebby538 on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Ebony. Another new episode of Girl Wonder is coming to you this Saturday. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.